This is the Baseballers Podcast with your host, Nick Morton and Cody Kirk. What's up, baseball fans? Episode number 19, season 2 of the Baseballers Podcast. Here with, I'm, shit, I'm like in new surroundings, I gotta watch out what I'm doing. Um, as always, here with my co-host, Cody Kirk. Cody, how are you on this beautiful Wednesday evening? You wanna talk any slower, bro? Nope. Um, I'm, I'm fine, I'm, I'm doing alright, a little tired, but we're, uh, we're pushing through, Nick, you know, I'm, I mean, not all heroes wear capes. That's, that's very true, very true, not all heroes wear capes. Um, cause, uh, Spider-Man doesn't wear a cape and he's a superhero, so. Yeah, move on, bro. Okay. Uh, what's up, Austin? Um, well, uh, lots to talk about, but first, as always, we gotta start with the beers for the evening. So, Cody, start it off. Um, so, I literally saw double IPA and after the day I had, I, like, just had to get it. Um, it's Great Lakes. Nick's favorite brewery ever. I don't think he even knows another one exists. Nope. Um, <laughs> it's uh, called Chill Wave. It's double IPA. It's an earthy, tropical mosaic. Hops ride front side here, followed by a deft cutback of sweet honey malt. Whatever the fuck that means. Um, it's real fucking hoppy. It's kind of tropical. It's doing all right. Um, it's doing the job. I need it right now, and uh, it's it's got it's got quite the bitterness to it. And I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna rate it a four point two six nine seven zero 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 six two four five. One Cocoa Puffs zero four six Cocoa Puffs nine zero one. Is Cocoa Puffs zeros? Do you remember? Did you play for Coach V? Yeah. You remember when he would sit? So story time. <laughs> we, me and Nick, played for a coach um, that would sit on the bucket during games. And look at one of the players and go four five 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 four five five Cocoa Puffs. One day he literally brought Cocoa Puffs to the game and gave everyone a pebble to eat for the game because that's what Coach V did. So, um, guy was fucking nuts. He was a but. yeah. He was he was crazy. I was not on the team for that occurrence, but um, I just, I was under I had Coach V only for that one year and yes what a interesting human being he was yeah he was something else but um real quick if you guys want to see what I get to look at today because I am not at home look at this ugly mug on this big TV I gotta look at <laughs> so that's what I get to enjoy this buddy evening just Cody bigger larger than ever. Um, alright, so I didn't have time to go out and get a craft beer today, so I just grabbed what was in my fridge, was a Angry Orchard. I got a comment, this is hi, Dad. 
Uh, Angry Orchard. Um, I mean, you get what you pay for. It's a cider. It's good. I like I like Angry Orchard. Um, yeah, it's secretly your favorite beer. No, it's not secretly my favorite beer. Um, but when in a pinch, it's my go-to. <laughs> so yes, my secretly my favorite beer. Um, <laughs> I would give it a uh, 4.3, 3675867530957. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, shout out to uh, our boys over at Casey's Clubhouse Crafts & Co. for the bottle openers, as you can see. Um, and then thanks to the boys over at Lumberland Co. for the bat mugs, uh, engraved with our names and, um, uh, based the baseballers logo. Um, so give each of them a, ch uh, check out, uh, the bottle openers are on Etsy. So if you just search Casey Clubhouse Crafts and Co. on Etsy, you'll find them. And then Lumberland, their website is Lumberland.com. That's spelled L-U-R-M-B-E-R-L-E-N-D.com. So give them a check out. All right, Cody. Let's get let's let's cut to the chase. Robinson Cano is a fucking cheater. Cheater. Such a cheater. Yep. Um. So what I'll do here is first before we like get into our opinions about uh the said cheater um we're going to i'm going to give a little bit of a background of the events and stuff that happened so the uh suspension came down yesterday uh that cano was suspended 80 games for testing positive for a banned substance the said name banned substance is formicide Fermat. Ferosamide, I believe it's uh, called, something like that. It is a diuretic, so basically that just means you're going to piss a lot. Cleans your system out. Um, so, Cano, he failed this drug test in the offseason. Sometime during the winter, he was informed about it sometime during spring training. So this has been looming over his head the entire season. This is nothing new to Cano. Um... Now, what I've heard actually just recently was that Cano in the in spring training appealed the the, uh, the the test or whatever or the suspension at the time, where it went under further investigation, because this drug is not considered considered a performance enhancing drug, um, it does not warrant a automatic suspension. So, um, uh. So yeah, so a further investigation uh, happened, and whoever that goes through uh, made the determination that Cano was possibly hiding something, and that's why they um, upheld the suspension. Uh, so then Cano comes out after the suspension, gives a little statement, um, which I will give my opinion on. You know, he says, I'm sorry. Uh, I was given this by a doctor in the Dominican Republic. Um, it was like pretty much he said it was my own fault for not like looking into it because the players have the, 
they can access the list of banned substances. Like, it's not some sort of secret. Like, they have access to it 24-7. They have advisors to tell them what is good and what is bad, what will, you know, what is on the list and what's not. Um, so, kind of, um, I, I don't know, his, his, his apology, I don't know. Anyway, so... He, I, I forget where I saw this, but it, he said that he was prescribed the drug, like I said, in a Dominican due to having high blood pressure. So that's interesting, being that he's 35 years old, so he's young, and you're a professional athlete. So I've, I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but um, I don't know. That's interesting to me that you have this young of a guy uh who has high blood pressure. I don't know. Now, the other thing I also heard was that um, for these types of drugs, you can get exempted. So the, I guess there's several players in the league that are exempted because they're on certain medications. So Cano could have gotten the exemption, so he would not have had to ha have the suspension. Uh, so that just also makes it a little fishy. So... Um, after all that, that's pretty much sums it up. Um, so, Cody, I want your like initial thoughts. I want you know just your your opinions on the whole situation. Um, first of all, uh, why I'm talking and giving my explanation, can you look up Robbie Cano's stats? Yes. Um, okay. Thank you. Um. So, if you're if you're doing something, if you're taking a drug that you you can get an exemption for and take it for your health and go through the correct means through the MLB and and, and be okay and not worry about um, you know getting caught or a suspension, it's probably for an actual legitimate health reason. If you're getting a drug down the Dominican Republic for something that flushes out your system that can possibly mask another drug and you don't tell the MLB about it and then you get caught with it. That's, I, I think that's where a lot of people are hung up on. Um, the, the, there's a lot of interesting things that are going to play out with this. One being, is he going to be considered as a taking PEDs? Cause he never got caught taking PEDs. He got caught taking the diuretic that could mask a PED. So, it's always going to be speculation. Number two, he had been banned for a. Is it is it technically a PED suspension or is it a, like a, a violation of the drug policy suspension? Is that what it'd be considered, right? Yeah, it's violation of the drug policy. All right, so he's, he violated drug policy, which usually occurs with PEDs. So he has that stigma attached to his career now, um, late in his career, uh, very fresh for when Hall of Fame voting comes around, and. If he gets in, which I, I, you know, obviously, to this point, I think everyone thought Robbie Cano is going to definitely be in the Hall of Fame. But now that he has a uh, drug violation on his resume, does this give way to Bonds, McGuire, you know, those the the PED guys, Clemens, um, into the Hall of Fame? So. I, I'm not really concerned about, as far as I'm concerned, Robbie Cano's numbers. I mean, what, what was his home run numbers at the past five years? 
All right, so past five years. So, um, so 2014 would be five years ago. Uh, let's see, home runs were 14. 2015, it was 21. 2016, 39. 2017, 23, and then this year, four. So those, so these last five years have been in Seattle. So I'm just not seeing. I mean, the 39 is a spike, but we know Robbie Cano is a great hitter. Um, but I, I, I'm just not seeing the the numbers really. Even 39 home runs this day, like in baseball, the past few years isn't that huge of a number. I'd say plus 45 is something you're like, geez, what is this guy doing right? Um, so I, I just don't see the numbers where he was probably. I don't think he's. A lot of players around the league are really protective over Cano. Uh, Cano's obviously media trained, so he's giving reasons why. Uh, you know, he said he wasn't a cheater. Other players uh, said, like Miggy, said he was wouldn't cheat. And I, I don't necessarily like not believe Cano. I just think a lot of people from um, from the steroid era have like a they're, they're like walls are built up. So whenever something like this happens, it's you know, well, he uh, there's there's somebody else. Mm-hmm. He learned from a Aroid, huh? Um, he might have. I mean, who knows? But I, I mean, that documentary on a Rod was impressive. What's up? Well, I was just gonna say. So I mean, if you and if you think about it too, Cano is he is very good friends with obviously he's and teammates right now with Nelson Cruz, who got caught with biogenesis five years ago. Melky Cabrera. Like all these bunch of these different guys that were all with Biogenesis um, got caught. Now they said that when like I forget the guy who was in charge of it. I think his first name was Tony or whatever at the clinic, this Biogenesis clinic. He said Cano did not take anything. So Cano was one like the only person that did not take any substance. Well, I mean. All roads, you're gonna you're gonna piece together everything that makes him a. I mean, the media will piece together everything that makes him a steroid user, um, without the actual evidence of him being a steroid user. So, I, I just he, I think he got caught in the best possible way. If he was using PEDs, he got caught in the best possible way of a drug to mask or clear out his system for PEDs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not, I don't think he's going to be labeled as a steroid user, but the hall of fame voters are pricks, especially when it comes to drugs, uh, and violating that drug policy. So we will see if he will get in, but I'm more, I'm more excited about what's going to happen in five years after his retirement, um, when he's on the ballot, because that's going to be exciting. That's going to be more exciting because I get to argue with a bunch of people and get everyone all riled up. Um, real quick, Colin said, Cody, you're only down by 43 now. Uh, that is true. Uh, there's a lot of baseball left. Um, tell Colin that, uh, season's long, his outfield sucks. Um, and by Sunday, I think I will be crowned as winner of that game and then crowned as the leader of our division. And the Detroit Tigers still fucking below. (laughs) Um, all right, so my, uh, my thoughts on this, um, 
I was the one responding to everyone's comments on Instagram yesterday. So if you were reading them, like it's pretty much, I'm just going to kind of reiterate everything I pretty much said at that point. Um, so to me, whether there, I, I, I have to believe that Cano had to have taken something just for the fact that he could have got an exemption, right? And being that the, the Mariners are playing good baseball this year, they're in a position to make the playoffs. Now he is ineligible for the playoffs. So if it were if it were me and I knew I was clean and I didn't take a PED like this, I had this legit medical condition, I was gonna do everything in my power to prove that it was for a medical condition, because I don't wanna miss playoffs. Like to me, that's just a little that's a little fishy. Now, some people are saying, "Oh, the injury is playing a role as well because a lot." So his in, his time on the DL counts towards his suspension, which is really interesting. So I mean, with a broken hand, I mean he was gonna miss. I I, I want to say over half of his games are gonna be on the DL. So yeah. you're missing that time, anyways. Um, so I guess that's kind of like good in that aspect for the Mariners that he'll get them there. They'll get them back in August instead of like probably if it was after the DL, he probably wouldn't come back at all this season. By that time, he'd get called back up to or, or uh, be recalled from the disabled list. But to me, I just find it hard to believe that he did not take some sort of substance when he's not putting in a fight towards it. Uh, now, I understand he put in an appeal earlier in the year during sp- during spring training, but obviously that appeal didn't work, so they found something that made them suspicious to hold up the suspension. I mean, you're, just, you're talking about a murder when you can't find the body. I mean, there's, you, you, you literally don't know if he was taking something. So right. it's... To me, let him serve his 80 games if you want to remain a Mark McGuire and just deny, deny, deny until you finally crack. Go ahead. Um, but I hope he denies until that Hall of Fame voting. That's, I'm seriously so stoked about that. Um, as far as the Mariners, how pissed are you if you're uh, like the Mariners' teammates? Like, um, I mean, Jack went out and threw a fucking no-no and then Robbie Cano fucking gets suspended. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I think in terms of like a clubhouse guy, I think Robbie Cano, excuse me, is a, is a pretty um, likable guy um, from my understanding. And I mean, this, this year, he's not having like a great year, but I mean, he's batting 287. He only has four home runs. He's only driven in, he's driven in 23 runs, 21 walks, which is pretty good. Um, so, I mean, he's actually been playing pretty well. Um, so it does hurt, but I think like for the Mariners, lucky for them that they have a Gold Glove caliber second baseman already in se- in center field that they'll be moving to second base. Um, yeah, do they? They will be putting Gordon at at um, second base. I, I saw a video of him already putting in some reps at second base yesterday. So Gordon will be heading the, to second base probably by the end of this week. Um, but so that makes it interesting. What are they going to do in the outfield? I could see them going out and trying to get an outfielder, uh, because otherwise you're stuck with Heredia and Gamble in the outfield. 
and I don't think those are two guys you want playing every day. So I think I could see them going out and getting a uh, better outfield option and continue to let those guys platoon in left field or whatever. Ichiro, shit, I forgot about Ichiro. Bring Ichiro back. Dude, he's in the front office. He yeah. can't even fucking get him a walker out there. Um, You don't think they're... I mean, I don't even know who they have in their organization as a young prospect, but I'd say fuck it. I'd, I'd give whoever a shot that would be your best option in the outfield and platoon everybody out there. Uh, I mean, how bad can it be? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, try to grow somebody. But because I, I don't think... I don't think the Mariners are going to be in the playoffs this year. Um, I think they're riding a little bit of a hot streak. They're playing some good baseball right now, but I don't see it long-term. I don't see it being sustainable. Even 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 if Cano didn't get suspended, you don't think they would have made it? No. Okay. Yeah, dude. Say something about it, bro. There you. I mean, I didn't I, I didn't pick them to um, to make the playoffs this year because I picked them last year, and I feel like – I feel like Seattle, like the last sev- the last handful of years, they they've always been like there. Like you know they're a, like a good team, but they just can't quite get over that hump. Yeah. And um, I really do think like this was probably one of their last years that they had a chance of of make getting over that hump. They they're actually the longest team in in any of the major sports with the play the longest drought playoff drought. Which is what twenty one years, I believe it is. Playoff so, drought. Playoff drought. The Seattle Mariners. Wow, that sucks. It's not like yeah, because they're not they they haven't been a bad ball club. It's not like they're horrible. Right. So I think like they like this this year they were pushing for it because. Um, Felix Hernandez, who I I love Felix Hernandez, um, he's getting older and you know he's been there. He's gone through so many hard times. I mean, he's been I don't I don't even know when he started with the ball club, but it seems like he's been there since the fucking nineties. Like he, it's been a long time, and he he's endured a lot in his time there in Seattle. And I feel bad for the guy for not ever you know getting to shine on the big stage because he is a he was probably, arguably, one of the best pitchers in the game during his prime. The dude was unreal, and he just obviously being on in the Pacific Northwest, they don't get the same media coverage um, as like the teams in the East, like Boston, New York, and whatnot. And so it, it kind he kind of goes unnoticed, and his greatness was never, I don't think, truly appreciated. And I think the Mariners, you know, want to put a push together to to help. Felix get into that playoff atmosphere because I don't think he's ever experienced it. I just don't feel I, I feel like Felix has like I just don't see them making a playoff push this year. Like I don't see them going out to sign an outfielder for this year. I just can't I don't even know who would be out there to go get. And I don't know what resource like who they would give up. I'm trying to like think I mean, who knows? I mean, you would have to go after someone on these, like, teams that are struggling. Like, what? I mean, shit, who knows? Like, so with the Dod- with, if the Dodgers keep on struggling, maybe the Dodgers are willing to give up an ETH year or a uh, Matt Kemp. Like, I, think, I, I Dude, the Dodgers are rider. They're, they're trying to win six straight. 
Like, there's no way they give up anybody. They are fucking pissing in their pants right now. I mean, they're trying to get somebody. I mean, obviously, I'm not saying they're going to do anything right now, but I mean, you're looking down the road. I mean, if the Dodgers currently are eight games behind the Diamondbacks, who lead it in a division, um, but if they keep falling back, now luckily for them, the Diamondbacks have lost, I believe, five straight. AJ Pollock just went on the DL. Yeah, Matt Kemp is tearing it up this year. He's hitting over 300. That sounds about right. He's been tearing it up this year. Um, I don't know if, I mean, Matt Kemp, he loves L.A. I don't know how happy he would be to be traded, but I don't know. I feel like that could be potentially an option. Um, but other than that, I mean, it, it's too early to say. I don't know, maybe like a, uh, someone on the Rangers or the A's, maybe they would be willing to... Both of those, like, or per, you know what? I got it. Fuck, it just fucking came to me. What about like a John Jay from the Kansas City Royals? Yeah, that's perfect. That's a that's a that's a lot better than like a Matt Kent or a Andre Ethier. Both both guys who are very solid that the Dodgers desperately need currently. Um, but John Jay's per. That's a like I can see that. That's a low end guy. Not a lot of money. Put him out there. He'll produce. You know what you're gonna get. I like that. That's a lot better. Yeah. GM Nick over there. Look at him go. As, saw, as soon as I saw the Royals, it just clicked to me as I'm looking through the standings. Um, but, so, yeah. So, um, uh, so I think the the next big question is, oh, I know what I want to say. Um, so what's interesting is, and, and Cody, if you want to give any um, uh, opinion on this. So this is... Um, Cano's fifth year in his 10-year deal with the Seattle Mariners. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Cody, like... He'll be 39 when he's done? Is that Am I, am I right in saying that? 40. He'll be 40 because he has five more years. I thought he was 34. I got you. Go on. Yeah, he's 35. So, Cody, so, I mean, um, my question to you is, is... Why is Cano risking this when he already got paid? I mean, I think I have a theory, and I'll but I'll I'll tell you after you. Yeah, you shut the fuck up and you let me speak. <laughs> no, I missed my mouth. Yeah, I heard that. <laughs> that was gruesome. I hope the mic caught that. Um, so this is these. As much as people don't want to believe that these guys are actually competitive and care whether they win or lose ball games, I think Cano is extremely competitive, and I, I think he's very meticulous. And I think that him getting to an older age and not being able to have the same recovery time, the same pop, the same you know range, etc., got to him a little bit. And I feel like he looked for a little extra edge, and I feel like he was being careful with how he did it and he slipped up. Uh, but I, I, I think he's extremely competitive and he wants to continue to play at the top of his game. And who knows, the guy might want another deal after this one. These guys apparently want to play to their fucking 45. So he might want another one. Um, so I, I think he's just trying to keep himself um, healthy, ready to go and uh, playing at uh, uh, elite level still in his late thirties. Yeah, that's what I would agree with, actually, 100%. Because um, if you go back to um, 
Alex Rodriguez, when he left Seattle, went to Texas, got that huge deal in Texas when he allegedly started taking steroids, he wanted to be sure that he lived up to the height of his contract. Um, he didn't want to let anyone down, didn't want to let his teammates down and, and whatnot. So I kind of feel like kind of same thing with Cano, who has kind of been on a downslope the last few years. He's like, like I said, he still has five years on his contract. So if he wants to be productive, um, he's got to try and take every any edge that he can get. So like that, I don't I don't blame him for that. Like now, I wish like just if if that were the case, I wish he would just come out and say it. Just just come out and say it. Now maybe that will come out after he retires. But I hope at some point something does come out. I don't, dude. If they can't, if they don't ever find what he took as a PED, if he did take anything as a PED, there's no way he's gonna admit it. Like they had McGuire dead the rights. They had McGuire, and McGuire was in a state of denial for a long time. But there's. I don't think they have what Cano was taking, and I don't think they have if he was taking anything. Um, and I, I don't even think they're close to finding it, so I think it's just going to be deny, 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 and get through the next through five years of his con. This is why these fucking big contracts are so shitty. They're terrible. Like, what happens when John Carlo just fucking tears an ACL? Yeah. Lord, that big man's never going to be the same. He's so rotational, he'll keep having knee problems for the whole fucking career. Yeah, I mean, and that shows that these teams over this last offseason, they weren't giving out the big contracts. They're 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 not willing to do that anymore. Um, oh, hold on, wait. What did you say Robbie Cano was, took his appeal? It was so, in the, he got caught in the offseason, right? And then took his appeal in spring training? Correct, yeah, because it was during the winter. He got he got tested, and, and he was later informed. And then, by the way, even though I'm a Yankees fan, I like the Astros. I'm not an Astros fan. My buddy was actually down in Houston. He got me a T-shirt, so I sport it. Um, but, yes, yeah, so he – and he appealed it in spring training. So could this have, like, helped to the slow off season, Or was it too late? Because if dudes weren't signing, well, if they weren't getting signed because they wanted big deals, big contracts, long term, and well, Robbie Cano has to take fucking roids in order to continue playing at a high level. So why would I sign you to a long term deal? That, that's very yeah. I didn't even like even think of that. That's interesting. It, and I mean, who knows? It, it very well could be. That's an answer that we'll never know. Oh, I already know. The answer is yes. <laughs> Uh, who, who are your goddamn sources? Uh, I got them all. Yeah. Sold my soul to the devil. Uh, you see, yeah. What? what? What you reading up on? Uh, no, just some, uh, some comments on here. My favorite team, the Red Sox, actually. Uh, so we're enemies if you like the Yankees. It's okay, <laughs> though. We're here to talk, you know? It's yeah. fine. I like the tribe. No one likes the tribe, I feel like. Everyone hates Cleveland. <laughs> all right. So then... Um, the last like burning question I want to ask um, about Cano, um, and then we can move on because, like I said, we're already 30 minutes in and we've only talked about Cano. 
But he's a cheater. <laughs> Bless you. Um, <laughs> um, but is will Cano still be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done? Um, as long as nothing, as long as they don't catch him with any like actual like PEDs, yes. Okay. And I'm telling you, I think it opens the doorway for the steroid users, which they don't. I don't think they have. Well, they probably won't even be on the ballot by then. Maybe I don't know. Depends on the voting. How many years do you get on the – is it like a certain amount of years or the percentage? Well, yeah. So, well, it depends. So, I mean, the, the max is 10 years, but you could fall off the ballot earlier if you don't meet the requirements, like a minimum amount of the vote. I don't know what the number is, but – Okay. Yeah, because I, I didn't know. I forget. I, I remember the, there was a percentage because mm-hmm. oh, I forget who got the – there were like three or four guys just, or last year that got 0%, and I'm like, at least you guys made it, you know? Yeah. But um, they might not even be on the ballot by then. Um, yes, but so I think, like, um, I, I don't think it, it'll make a difference for, like, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa. Like, those guys are not going to get in, I don't think. Bonds might, Bonds might, and I believe Bonds might be coming up on his last year on the ballot in 2019. So he was I, I don't know what percentage he got. I can't remember, but I, I think seven you need seventy five percent of the vote and I forget I think he was in the high sixties, so he was close. So Bonds might make it in. But Cano, like so he has five more years at least, um, in the bigs in baseball, maybe even a couple more after that. So by that time I would have to assume that the uh, the the some of these voters that we have right now will be no longer voting and will be having some younger voters at that time. That so that you're looking at a max of probably about 13 years from now, or a minimum a minimum of 13 years till he is on the ballot. So by that time, you're gonna have younger voters who might, who grew up more in this era, who are going to be a little bit more liberal, I guess is the term, um, or lenient to steroid users. So I think whether or not, and or I guess uh, guys who failed drug tests. Um, so I think he will still uh, make it into the Hall of Fame. You don't think the Hall of Fame, current Hall of Fame voters will continue to I mean, how how are Hall of Fame voters chosen? You have to like they're baseball writers. Yeah, the, like, but how are they like brought into like elect individuals to the Hall of Fame? I that I'm not I'm unsure of. Like, I feel like they're gonna keep the culture of like traditionalist specifically. Um, I know one. I my father was telling me that there was one writer or yeah one guy who has the vote. Uh, to elect someone in the Hall of Fame that literally asks every like former like asks who he has in his phone book a manager and player who he should vote for he doesn't even vote himself 
he takes a poll on who they think and then he votes because he has no business voting because he's a fucking writer never played in the MLB. Which I respect that shit. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, any, anything else on Cano? Um, no, he's just a, he's a cheater. He's a liar. He's a terrible human being, apparently. (laughs) All right. Very good. All right. Um, so that's it for the Cano talk. Um, it was fun while it lasted. All right. Um, so let's go on to the uh, Cleveland Indians, Cody. Your your team, a squad. Um, your squad. Let's just talk about um, about this this bullpen that is a monstro- uh, monstrosity right now. They are god awful. Um, so my question to you, Cody, like right off the bat, is how bad do you miss Brian Shaw? Um. Terribly bad. Uh, I, I think everyone kind of understands now, like why Brian Shaw was so big to that bullpen. Um, I, I don't think Brian Shaw would have made that great of an impact. Um, like for the other guy, the other guys are doing bad because they're doing bad. They, they're shitty right now. So Brian Shaw would have helped a few ball games, but it wouldn't. It would have been a nice impact, but it wouldn't have been a significant impact to turn the whole bullpen around. Uh, you want to ask me if I'm worried? Because I think that's what you want to go to next, right? Yeah, so Cody, are you worried? Have you been watching the uh, NBA playoffs at all? Uh, very little, but I have okay. some. Po- post-conference at all? No. Uh, okay. Uh, when LeBron's asked if he's worried about being down 0-2 or 0-1, so I'm going to do my best LeBron impression here. <laughs> no, I'm not worried. <laughs> All right, that was it. That was my that was my LeBron impression. Um, Man, I thought worse. that was really him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, we are in. Is Colin still listening? Uh, let me see if he's in here. I don't think so. That's a shame. No. We are in the shittiest division in baseball. It is literally fucking kitty play compared to any other division. We have the. Best active manager to this date. Um, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> he, he's the best right now. Um, he is. We, we have we have a team that's been together for four plus years. Um, our starting rotation is looking very good. Clevenger strong. Bauer another strong outing. Kluber's always phenomenal. Cookie's the one that's struggling a little bit, but he's. Still not struggling that bad. Tomlin is a shit show. Last week, I'll say it this week. Cement shoes for him and McAllister. Lake Erie, see you later. We will bring more people up. Um, but I'm, I'm not worried at all. I think that we have never been a first-half team. We are leading our division. Our bullpen sucks. That tells you a lot. That tells you how bad the division is, and that tells you that our bullpen sucking still isn't costing us that many games. We are 500, but, I mean, we, we were 500, like, within, like, 50 or 60 games last year. Mm-hmm. We have 40 games right now, 0% worried. They are trash. They need to get rid of Zach McAllister. Um, Andrew Miller will figure it out. 
Cody Allen has never been – he reminds me of, like, Bob Wickman and Chris Perez. He always scares you a little bit when he comes in the clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, Tito loves him, but I've, I've always, I haven't been a Cody Allen love – like, oh, that's just – like, I haven't felt safe when Cody Allen comes in. I'm like, okay, how's he going to do today? Is his curveball on or is he going to have to throw fastballs up? no one hits it over the fence? Um, but we have a lot of younger guys. Um, you know, we don't have – I don't think we have too much of a veteran presence outside of those guys. So that's what I'm thinking. And I don't count Zach McAllister as any sort of help. Um, I don't think he could strike out uh, the any high school team. Like take a Z18 high school team, and I'm pretty sure Zach McAllister would give up two runs in three innings. So. Um, I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read off a few numbers here. So um, ERAs for like I'll just go like top five guys to try. The tribe uses out of the bullpen. So Cody Allen, three three eight. Zach McAllister, seven point four seven. Same with Dan Otero. Tyler Olson, six two three. Andrew Miller, three point oh nine. How about hits per nine? This is not good. Cody Allen, seven point nine hits per nine. <laughs> Zach McAllister, ten point nine per nine hits per nine. Dan Otero, 10.3 hits per nine. Tyler Olson, 8.3. Andrew Miller, 6.9. Not very nice. good. And then how about, here's a, here, this is uh, alarming. Um, walks <laughs> per nine. <laughs> walks per mi- nine. Miller is at 6.9. Now, granted, three of those came last night. He just came back from... Off the, the off the DL, what was it? A hamstring issue? Yeah. So he just came back. So he's still not a hundred percent, from what I am hearing. So uh, that could be playing a role as well. Um, but Cody, if I were you, I would be uh, I'd be panicking a little bit. I mean, if you if you don't if your starting pitcher does not throw a good game, you're fucked. You are completely fucked. Because your bullpen is not going to be able to give you a chance. Nick, we we are. I I would be panicking if we were like six or seven games under five hundred. We are five hundred with a shitty bullpen. Um. Okay, that's okay. So that's fine. Yes, I understand. Like you guys are gonna win the division. That's all fine and dandy. But when it comes to playoff time. Yeah, we have time to work on. We have all fucking season. Like, why would you press panic button? There's no way I'm pressing panic button. Not at all. Not even panicking a little bit. I'm taking the time to work on my bullpen. Do you think the tribe go out and get a bullpen arm? No, I don't. Really? No, uh, I, I don't. I don't think we do. Um, we did it with Andrew Miller. I don't think we go out and get another one. What I think we do, and this is this is also, uh, I, I believe I called this at some capacity, saying that our our pitching would slip a little bit. Uh, Mickey Calloway is gone. Ladies and gentlemen, and this is the direct correlation of that. Um, you're going off a completely um, different perspective of using guys. We're 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 platooning our like sometimes Miller will close, sometimes Allen will close. It's it's a it's a completely different system than we've ever used before. Um, I believe we're pulling guys. I mean, Bauer went eight today, but I believe we're pulling guys a little bit earlier. Um, you know, we're we're not relying on our starters, relying more on our bullpen than we ever have before. Um, and, and uh, I think it's going to take some time to adjust, but I also don't think that some of the arms we're using are that good. 
but it's going to take a little bit of a developmental period. I'm okay with wasting some games early in the season in order for a playoff run. Um, but no, not not panicking. Don't think they're going to get a bullpen guy. I think they're going to continue to grow their own bullpen and let them be more comfortable. When you show guys you have confidence in them in order to come into a game and fuck up and go out the next night and here's a new game, go out there and you know try to build upon what you just fucked up, make it right, I feel like you're going to build a stronger bullpen that way. I feel like Tito has always given guys the confidence in order to, you know, don't be afraid to fail. Um, and I feel like it works. So, a uh, little bit of a bumpy road, but I, I don't I don't think, I'm not panicking. I'm not trying to get somebody else. I'm not trying to sign somebody else, especially where we're at with, like, our contracts. We need to sign a lot of people next year. I don't want another contract that somebody we have to sign. I, I don't think we should be wasting money on anybody right now. I think our bullpen's fine. I think we will come together. Uh, we'll get on a little bit of a run. The bullpen will get together. Um, they'll put in a little extra work, and everybody will be fine. It's fine, Nick. It's fine. I don't know. I don't know, because, I, I mean, to me, like you said, I mean, McAllister, you never, you never know what's going to go on with him. Dude, literally ship him to a fucking meat market, uh, <laughs> bag groceries, something, dude. Get him the fuck out of there. Like, that's the only guy I really want. Him and Tomlin. Get them at least, like, three states away from Progressive Field. Please. Please do that. He's trash. He's always been trash. I've said he's trash. He's terrible. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little pissed off about those guys are still in our organization. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, to, just to me, I mean, looking at some of these names, I mean, the only guys that you can you can trust are, are Miller and Allen, and they can't pitch every day. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, you, you can – you only feel you can trust them because of the body of their work they have. Tyler Olsen does not have a large body of work. Um, I, and I believe – can you look up Tyler Olsen's numbers last year? Yep. Look those up real quick because I believe they were pretty fucking good. I believe actually he, I want to say the first like fifteen or so innings, or it may even more. He didn't give up a run. Um, All right. So um, last year he appeared in thirty games, uh, through twenty innings, gave up thirteen hits, no runs, no earned runs, um, six walks, eighteen strikeouts. Mm-hmm. So um, he had a whip of .950. So, um, not, I mean, obviously he's he's struggling a little bit this year, but he's obviously proven he has the stuff in order to get out. That's only over 20 innings. It's not a big sample size, but he's proven he has the stuff. We have the guys. Cleveland has never been a team to start off, like, hot off the get. We – We've never done, been that the past few years. Let these guys adjust. Let it get warmer in Cleveland, and I, I think you'll see. You'll you'll see like this is how Cleveland season is going to go. We're struggling. We'll be five hundred. Then we'll go on like a fourteen game winning streak. Then we'll be like you know eight, eight of our last like fifteen, and then and then we'll go on another like ten game winning streak, and then we'll you know still be plus, but we'll. You know, seven of our 
uh, over the last, you know, 13. And then we'll go on another, like, 20-game winning streak. That's how the, we're going to be real streaky, but we're going to end up with over 100 wins this year, and the bullpen will come together. Um, but playoff time, I mean, Tito's very good at platooning everybody, making sure everyone's ready and mentally ready to jump, jump in the game at any time. Um, I've never been stoked on Allen as a closer. The only person I've only truly felt safe is um, uh, Andrew Miller since he came on. And I would love to move Andrew Miller more to a closing role um, in the playoffs. But I don't think that will happen because that will deter Allen. But, you know. Um, Yeah. Um, And then just real quick, like you said, Mike Clevenger has just been a stud this year. In eight games, one complete game, one shutout. The Tribes only shutout. Uh, he has, where's his ERA? A 2.7 ERA, which is just shy of Kluber's, who's 2.34. A whip of 1.069, and uh, he has a strikeout per nine of 7.4. So that's pretty good. My dad told me he was going to win 15 games this year, and he told me he was fucking nuts. I said, Rick... Calm the fuck down. And the way he's pitching, he's definitely going to be on his way to winning 15 games. So last question before we move on from the Tribe. Do they still reach your prediction of 117 wins? God, yes. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm, staying, I'm staying bold, baby. They're going to have to go on like a 40-game win streak. It's doable, Nick. <laughs> Nick just relax. Hey, grab yourself a chill wave. Sit back and enjoy the ride. All right. <laughs> no, I, I, uh, I mean, obviously that a very bold prediction. Um, I didn't expect them to come off to this slow of a start. I mean, obviously, always a slow start. Um, they still can do it. It, it would be an unridic- It would be a ridiculous feat. It'd probably be the best stretch of baseball anyone's ever seen over the course of a season. Um, within a what would that be? A hundred and twenty game streak, right? Probably. Uh, yeah. Within the 120 game period, um, but we definitely went over uh, 100 games this year, and I definitely think we will capture the uh, first seed in the AL. So, very good. All right, um, so let's move on to um, one of your best friends, uh, not Tyler Naquin, but um, Matt Harvey. Dude. So what the Reds went four and zero when he first like the first four games he came on. Uh, he pitched no earned runs. He was excited, and then he gave up fucking three earned runs a day. It's a cancer, dude. I'm telling you, it's gonna be like that employee that complains that they work at McDonald's because of what McDonald's does, and then goes works at Burger King, and they think they got a new fresh start. It's a new company, whatever, and they complain about the same fucking shit. That's gonna be Matt Harvey, dude. It's it's. He's not going to be reinvented. Matt Harvey sucks. Matt Harvey has nothing between the ears. It's done for the guy. Um, I mean, he uh, he's helping that ball club win games, though. How? What? He he won one one game. He he won one game. He gave up three earned runs today, and a win. But uh, I, I don't think the Reds are going to post many six-run ball games. By the way, if you're wondering, S- seven and three in their last ten, Cody. Seven, yeah. Harvey doesn't pitch every game, guy. 
Good, he's a good clubhouse guy from what I'm hearing. <laughs> Fucking biggest Reds fan ever right now, Matt Hardy. No way, dude. There's no way. The, the guy is... The Reds were due. They were fucking in single-digit wins when they got him. They could only go one place but up. They're on a little bit of a roll. Uh, what's this? Scooter's on fire. Um, just wait. Wait till Matt Harvey starts. Uh, call on me, please. Professor, call on me. Cody. Thank you. Uh, Matt Harvey will be dropped by the Reds by the end of the season. You think he gets cut? I think he gets cut by the end of the season. Bold prediction. I'm going to put it on fucking Instagram as a bold prediction. And I can't wait to hear what people say about it. I'm doing that as soon as we fucking hang up on Skype. I might do it while we're still on Skype, post-conference show. I'm going to do that because I think he's going to get fucking kicked out of the Reds. They're not paying him. The, uh, the Mets are, so no skin off their back. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's a perfect storm. He's going to have a fucking ERA of 9,000, and they're going to fucking kick him off the team. Yeah. So, I mean, let's see. So, he went in his first start with the Reds. Four innings, one hit, two Ks, no walks. Uh, so, pretty good outing there by uh, by your boy. And then I don't yeah. know what he did exactly today. but uh, Four innings, three runs, eight hits, I think. Something trash. Yeah, Something terrible. All right. So, yeah. Not, <laughs> not good. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm on the Matt Harvey, get Matt Harvey out of MLB baseball. He's making the game terrible again. Like, get him out of there. Yeah. Um, so, do you think he ever makes it back into baseball if he gets cut this year? Um, only as a little league umpire. That's it. That's the only way he makes it back into baseball is if he's fucking either coaching his son's games or he's umping some random little league game. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see him behind the plate at fucking Williamsport this year. <laughs> Can't wait. Those guys are awful too. Yeah, they're Jeez. so bad. Um, all right, so Matt Harvey. It was nice knowing you, and it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, 2012 was a great year. Yeah. Um. It's, what else were we going to talk about? The divisions, a little bit? Sure, fuck it, go through it. Yeah, your Red Sox are out of first. How do you feel about that, fuck boy? Uh, I know, they're a game back. Um, Mookie Betts sucks. Yeah, Mookie Betts is fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> dude, it's insane how good Mookie Betts has been playing this year. It's unreal, and... But you know who is, who has been playing really well that's kind of been flying under the radar a little bit is Hanley Ramirez. He's been hitting very well for them. The I'm convinced that dude is smoking marijuana 24-7. He literally, for Mother's Day, was in catcher's equipment in the dugout on a hot day for whatever reason. He was just loving it. He had, he had the day off, so, you know, he's just having some fun. Um. So can we talk about our bet we made at the beginning of the season between the Phillies and the Braves who'd finish better? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about that. It's going good, dude. <laughs> How come every time we put a bet on, like remember our Keiko Paxton bet? Yeah, that went on forever. You went what? Paxton went nine and nine and zero, oh and Keiko went ten and zero. Oh? Something like that. Like, yeah. 
It was ridiculous. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And now we got the, the, the what is that, the uh, NL East? Yep. Right? Um, and now we got the two top teams in the NL East uh, battling. I believe the Braves are like either they're winning, but they're not by much. Yeah, uh, so the Braves only have a half-game lead right now on the Phils. Yeah, yeah. which is because I have a lot of Phillies on my fancy teams, and they are fucking killing it. Um, Acuna's doing a really good job. Um, it's just it's wild to see. Like, everyone knew the future. It's, it's so rare in baseball you can, like, actually pinpoint when the future's going to happen. And we both knew, like, they're going to have good years this year. And then they're going to have great years next year. So, um, and they're having good years this year. They're having a great start. They're seeing a lot of their young stars produce. And next year is going to be extremely exciting for them. Yeah, I mean, we both, like, last year, both kind of saw this coming. You you were talking about it last year. The Braves mm-hmm. were on their way on the up and up. And then I said it last year that the Phils were on their way on the up and up. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, it's great to see. Like, I'm just glad that it makes us look kind of legit that we know what we're talking about <laughs> i can't see it oh. philly oh. is nice you're repping my squad i know <laughs> um, i was looking into periscope and was like what do you mean you can't fucking see it <laughs> <laughs> like oh let's get the skype camera yeah um but so if i if you had to pick though um who had the better chance of of making the playoffs this year, who would you pick? And and be un, as unbiased as you can. Yeah, um, I, I'd probably say the the Phillies are more ready to make a playoff run than the Braves are. I, I don't think the Braves. Um, I, I mean, their pitching is okay, um, and their young stars might find the moment a little too big. The Phillies have young talent that is a little more uh, what like two or three years in. Um, that are are well adapted to the game. Um, obviously, their starting pitching is very good, and uh, I think I think they have a better chance if they make the playoffs of of knocking somebody out or making a little bit of a run than the Braves do currently. Yeah, I would agree. A um, little bit more seasoned vets on the Phils when you got uh, Carlos Santana, you got Jake Arrieta, so you have a couple guys. Carlos Santana, bro. That's that's Sorry. fine, but he has playoff experience. <laughs> So, um, compared to the, uh, to the, uh, Braves who probably no one on their team has playoff experience that I can think of, Jose Batista, he's probably the only one and Jose Batista fucking sucks so far. Get that fucking out of here, dude. Jose's worthless. Like when they signed him, I was like, that was the worst move of the year. And then the Reds signed Matt Harvey. I was like, oh, that's the worst move of the year. Yep, the red. Yep, red said, "Hold my beer." Um, but yeah, so I would have to. I would. I would agree with you on that. Phils. Um, I think like the 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 American League. I think is less interesting because I think there's such a gap between the the teams that are at the top and the teams that are at the bottom um, compared to the National League. I mean, thanks to the Braves and the Phils. Um, they're playing well, but you, you still got the uh, the Nats in that division and the Mets, who the Mets have been struggling as well. But, I mean, you have four teams in the NL East who could all be in the playoffs, could make a case to be in the playoffs. The Pirates are still in first, right? Pirates are still in first place. They're actually tied with the Brew Crew right now. 
and you got the the Cardinals a game back of them, and then the Cubs only a game and a half back. So that division's very close outside of the Reds. And then in the NL West, you got the D-backs and the Rockies at the top of the division. The Giants are still only three and a half back of the D-backs, thanks to the D-backs really struggling here as of late. Um, so, um, I mean, uh, out of out of some of these teams that we mentioned, um, who do you see falling off? Jeez. Uh, uh, Giants, for sure. Yeah. Falling off hard. Um, Pirates? You know what? Honestly, I'm kind of becoming a uh, Pirates believer a little bit. Um, They're not going to win the division. I'm kind of seeing them stick around a little bit. They're playing good baseball. They're kind of like the Twins of last year. Um, Probably the Rockies, honestly. Mm Mm-hmm. Rockies always tend to fall off towards the, like, after the All-Star break. So, I go Giants and Rockies. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with, I think the the Mets will start really falling off. Um, unfortunately, I, I did pick them to uh, make uh, a playoff spot, but um, I think, like, Michael Conforto, um, when when he came back from the DL was like unreal hitting in like insane, um, and then has really struggled. Um, starting rope starting rotation has has struggled some. Um, Syndergaard has gotten roughed up his last couple starts. Dude, I'm fucking pissed. I need that dude to get wins for my fantasy team. He's fucking giving up runs like no other. Yeah, Nick, it, it makes me lose sleep at night. Yeah, I have him in our league, and um, it's not good. Not good. Um, I I think the Pirates, um, I think they'll fall off. Um, I just think pitching-wise, they just, I mean, outside of, what, Nova? You got Tyon, um, who's, who's pretty good. Um, but outside of maybe those couple guys, I mean... You got nobody. It's yeah. I don't know, dude. I just I feel like they can keep it going for a little bit, at least till the All Star break, being second in the division. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very well could be, and and I mean, the Brew Crew um put a spanking on the D backs today. I believe they beat them eight to two uh, this afternoon. So the Brewers are starting to play a little bit better. Cardinals have been playing really well. Um. Who I think, and Kulik made the prediction that they'll go after Josh Donaldson uh, later this year. So that only helps them out. So they will probably make a run. So that's why I kind of see like the Pirates falling off. Because, I mean, the Cubs are the Cubs. Uh, we know what they are. So yeah. Javier Baez, by the way, out of his mind. Yes. He has 10 whole runs. Nuts. Planters. Crazy, dude. Yeah. Fucking crazy. Um, <clears throat> that was a weird moment. I don't know <laughs> what happened there, but that was a weird fucking moment. Nick like, looked at me like I was the biggest fucking idiot on the planet. Right there. And that is only partly true. Yeah, only only partly. Only partly. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess this is kind of like the year that he kind of figured it out. I think he's matured a lot, so I think he understands more and, like, doesn't, like, goof off, I guess, as much. I think so. Um, and and he's, just, he's just really putting it together so far this year. Love it. Doing well. Um, I mean, anything else about the divisions? I got nothing. All right. Uh, good to see the White Sox finally made it in double digits in wins for the longest time. They were stuck at nine. Um, what, what, do you think the White Sox get to 50 wins this year? Fuck, dude. So they're already, how many games are we in? 39, so today's 40. They're one and nine in their last 10. Uh, fuck, dude. So, I mean... Through forty games, they've all they've only won ten games. Yeah, they'll get to fifty. Cause I mean, if you that's that's over one hundred and ten losses. <laughs> so, <laughs> dude, why am I always? Remember when I picked the Braves last year to uh, lose or they all not go over 55 wins? I'm all about teams just being fucking terrible. Yeah, Jesus Christ. You're like the Grim Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that was my team, the Braves. Um, yeah. Dude, the White Sox are just bad. They're fucking terrible. Fucking bad, dude. I don't know. <clears throat> Did you get that? Got it. Um, yeah, dude, the AL Central is going to be bad for a while. And the thing is, is, like, the Indians are going to be terrible, too, after, like, well, like, 2020-ish. Um, maybe the White Sox might come on with, like, uh, with, with some talent in their farm system, but the AL Central is literally going to be just child's play. And whoever comes out of that division in the playoffs will get fucking murdered. They'll get swept immediately. Yeah. They're going to be – the AL Central's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. But, yeah, I don't think the White Sox – I think they'll get over 50 wins. Um, I, I think Michael Kopchak will come up at some point, and he will dominate um, the dude. The, is that the righty? Is he righty or lefty? He's righty, righty. Righty, yeah. Dude throws gas. He was actually with the Red Sox – they traded him and ouch. Huh? I said ouch. Oh yeah. They traded him and Jan Moncada for Chris Sale. You alright? Are you okay? If if we win a World Series, I'm okay. I don't know if you will, to yeah. be honest. I know. <laughs> it's I I don't know if Chris Sale is worth both those players. Let's reevaluate that trade right now. I don't think they're worth Chris Sale. It's very hittable at some points, Nick. I know. I don't think Chris Sale is worth. Can you imagine Moncada in your lineup right now? I mean, you'd be relying on Porcello to get you 15 wins, but the lineup would get you 10 runs a game. That's that's an exaggeration, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. Moncada has been you know towards the top in a lot of categories uh, offensively. He's been having a pretty decent year. Uh, strikes out. He I, he was up there towards the top. He might be leading the league in strikeouts. Um, 
But I mean, that's fair. you're a rookie. It's gonna happen. Judge. Yeah. Gonna happen. Yeah. So I mean, it's his his first full season. He he um. What's the term I'm looking for? Um, he exceeded his rookie status last year, so he's not considered a rookie this year. But it's for his first full season in the bigs. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, so say say that this trade never happened. Is is Moncada even playing in the big leagues right now? When now we know, I know that Dustin Pedroia is on the DL, but when he comes back, Pedroia is at second base. You got Bogarts at short, and then you have what? Do, would he be playing third base? Well, don't you have Devers there? That's what I'm saying. So would he, would well, he even be up with the big club, big league club? My okay. So my next question is, what is Pedroia's? Um, and I know this is a really tough question for Boston fans to answer, and I'm only asking this because it's ignorance on my part. What has been Pedroia's production over the past few years? Has it been good, or has it just been? Okay. It's been okay. He's been injured a lot. Let me actually, I'll pull up his, uh, let me see if I can pull up his numbers here. It, it's a lot of injuries, Pedroia, um, over the last handful of years. What's that? Okay, so I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what bench coach Cody does. Um, bench coach Cody either platoons Pedroia for off days, uh, to get guys the off days that they need, or you platoon Mankata for off days in that Boston lineup, and you literally have zero weak spot, and it's ridiculous. And that way Mankata kind of – I mean, I would honestly start platooning Mankata at the beginning of the season in order to get a feel for multiple spots and to get him used to – Big league pitching a little bit and, and, and get it going a little bit and the lifestyle and then eventually slowly switch Pedroia and Makata and let Pedroia kind of filter his way out. Pedroia's already on his way out. Pedroia's had a fantastic fucking career. Mm-hmm. And you, you ended at that. And, and Pedroia can still be a guy that helps the ball club. He can DH when he needs to DH. I mean, it, it, it'd be great. But... Yeah, so looking at the numbers, last season, uh, Pedroia hit 293. Season before, he hit 318. Season before that, 291. So, I mean, uh, still still a pretty productive player, actually. What, what are what – I so, and I I mean, that's average, though. We know average doesn't really fucking mean anything right now. What are his power numbers? What are his RBIs? Well, I mean, he's a top-of-the-order type of guy. So, he's – Yeah. You know, he's batting into the two-hole. So, last season – Last season, he played 105 games. He had seven home runs. Year before, 154 games. He had 15 home runs. Season before that, he played 93 games, 12 home runs. What is his RBIs looking like? So last year, 62. Six in 2016, 74. And 2015, 42. His career high is 84 RBIs in uh, 2013. And his career highs in home runs is 21. So I was gonna say, like, I mean, fifteen bombs, twelve between twelve and eighteen bombs for him, and between seventy and eighty RBIs is a fucking solid two hole hitter. Um, and I don't think he was a two hole hitter for the majority of his career. I believe at one point he hit three hole for a little while. I may be okay. Um, I mean, it's solid. It really is. But 
Can you imagine Petroya, um, like, mentoring Mankata? Oh, I know. Like, can you imagine that? Yeah, so, like, absolutely. Because, I mean, you look at a guy like Pedroia, it doesn't strike out a lot. Um, no? Let me see where it says. Pedroia was a, it still is a fantastic fucking hitter. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so, I mean, so uh, Pedroia has never had a season where he struck out more than 100 times. His highest was 85 in 2011. Um, and he's had very, he's had quite a few seasons where he's had more walks than strikeouts. Or, like, very, like, very even. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I remember uh, when our, our buddy Tanner Scott was pitching... Uh, he got like one of his first uh, appearances was against the Red Sox, and he had to face Pedroia at the bases loaded. He threw him 99 miles an hour up in the zone. Pedroia hit it down the line for a double, and I'm like, "How are you supposed to get a guy out that you've like? You literally, when you were younger, were like, this guy's fucking insane. Like, Pedroia is good. I just, I think for the Red Sox, the Red Sox is all about the Red Sox are going to be so like the rivalry between this is going to be the best stretch." of the Boston Red Sox and New York Yankees rivalry we've ever seen, I think. Yeah. Because yeah. both teams have such good young talent. And to add Mankata to that mix and uh, what's the dude's name? Last name of the pitcher? Kopchak. Kop- Kopik, yeah. whatever. It would be ridiculous. So, I, I, I just, that would be, that's a fun thing to toy with in my head. Um, yeah. But, you, it's not like you lost a lot with Chris Sale, let's be honest. Chris Sale's pretty fucking dominant. Maybe a little bit. It's okay. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, I would agree with you. He uh, is hittable at times, and he's he's struggling right now. He's, um, like, uh, he, he pitched tonight, and the thing with him is he throws a ton of pitches. In the fourth inning, he was already at almost 80 pitches in the fourth inning. He's a strikeout guy, through and through, man. Yeah, yeah. So um, that that just doesn't bode well. He just goes deep in, does not go deep in the ball games. Not that very many starting pitchers do nowadays, but um, when he's your ace, you expect him to, to eat up some innings, and um, he just sometimes he just does not do that. Yeah, I mean, damn, dude, I didn't know that. I I did not know that's how you guys got Chris Sale. That's wild. Yeah, he gave up. Yep. What a farm system for Boston. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. Those two guys are... Moncada was top... What was he? Number one or number two prospect at the time. And then Kopchak was top ten. And then, well, and then, like, what? Mookie Betts? Jackie Bradley Jr.? Those are homegrown guys, right? Him, Benatendi. Benatendi was number one overall prospect. I mean, that's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Like, farm system was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, oh, what could have been, Cody? What could have been? I mean, you're still fucking good. The Boston Red Sox yeah. are in no way, shape, or form in trouble. Right. Yeah, for sure. But All right, Cody. Is there anything else? We're at an hour 15. No, I don't think anyone wants to hear our voices anymore. Nope. I mean, I would be surprised if anyone's listening to this point. Hopefully they are. Um, but we'll give a shout out to our boys over at MarquiseBats.com. Um, if you're looking for some lumber, if you need some lumber, 
check out Marquise Bat, some very good high quality lumber if you need a stick to swing in the batter's box. Uh, fully customizable, uh, engrave whatever you want to engrave. Uh, you can pick out all the colors, however you want, the handle and the barrel or whatever. Fully customizable. Check them out, MarquiseBats.com. That's spelled M-A-R-C-H-E-S-E-Bats.com. Uh, and then just to – did you have something to say real quick? Oh, no. I, there was something on my screen. Sorry. <laughs> it looked like you had something to say. Um <laughs> Um, just to plug everything real quick, I'm sure you um, already follow us because if you didn't, then how'd you find out about us? But if by some odd chance you stumbled upon this podcast, follow us at the underscore baseballers on all our social media accounts Twitter, Facebook, um, Instagram. Uh, check out our website at grandstandpodcasts.com. That is plural, grandstandpodcasts.com. And uh, I think that's pretty much everything, Cody. I would agree, sir. Very good. All right, well, we will catch you.